Naughty Dog Gorilla Ben out of control. I thought this opening was completely uh, insane and uh, because I had to walk under zombies to get on the stage just now. Alright Troops, welcome to episode 15 of the Tyrell Hack Podcast. I'm your man Chris Scullion. Um, apologies, I'm quite tired at the time of recording this. It's just after three in the morning. I've just finished watching Sony's E3 conference, um, which thanks to E3's lovely Los Angeles location and it being eight hours behind uh, the UK means that it started at two in the morning and only just finished. So I'm quite tired, but as promised, uh, I'll record my podcast, giving a kind of blow-by-blow account, as I've done with the other conferences before I go to bed. Um, for people waking up in the morning to kind of listen to it on their commute. Okay, so um, the first big surprise of Sony's E3 conference uh, this year was that it actually started on time. I mean, E3 is a kind of a show for firsts, and I think this might be the first time Sony's ever started bang on uh, the time that they were supposed to. They famously run really late every time. Um, And yeah, this time they kind of nailed it. pretty much spot on but looking forward um, as, as you kind of as it would emerge um, and as the show would progress it became clear that maybe the reason for that was because it wasn't actually a spectacular show um, but uh, we'll get to that in a bit so yeah the first uh, thing they showed uh, disappointingly uh, I was watching on Twitch originally and the Twitch feed from Sony was having audio issues at first. So the first two games I watched didn't have uh, sound, basically. <laughs> or they had really kind of muffled sound, but um, I could kind of basically figure out what was going on. So it started with a kind of performance of Indian music. There's like sitars and the like, um, a five-piece uh, band. Um, and that was to introduce Uncharted The Lost Legacy, the kind of spin-off, um, which is basically a, a cutscene trailer. Yeah, for that. It looked fine. It's Uncharted. We, we all kind of knew that was coming anyway, but um, this is the kind of trailer for it. It looked fine, looked looked good, looked decent. Um, and then they went from that straight to Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, The Frozen Wilds, which will be an expansion pack for Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, which got a nice wee cheer from, from what I could tell. By, by that point, I'd switched to uh, the YouTube feed because it actually had sound and it got a, wee, a good cheer at the end because obviously Horizon um, has been a very successful game for uh, Sony and critically acclaimed so uh, getting an expansion is a a kind of big deal and a welcome one I would imagine for fans of the game I've not been uh, fortunate enough to play it yet Um, I do intend to buy it pretty soon so um, it's good to see there'll be an expansion as well to to play when I eventually do get it so yeah that's good news Um, again it was just a cutscene trailer though no uh, gameplay footage that I can recall um, just kind of cinematics, um, but it served the purpose of uh, letting people know that it exists in the first place, and, and there's that. Um, then we saw our kind of our first taste of actual gameplay footage uh, when Sony showed Days Gone, uh, which they announced last year, uh, just briefly as a, pardon me, as a teaser. Um, sorry, I've already got my embryo open this time. I'm afraid so you won't hear the tss, uh, opening it, so. Uh, apologies. Um, yeah, Days Gone. It, I mean, it looks brilliant. It's a kind of 
zombie game essentially where you're a, a kind of biker chap and it starts with him driving his bike avoiding what looks like zombie dogs um, and then he gets in a fight with some guys and then it, it, it eventually uh, there's some stealthy bits and then he sees lots of zombies coming towards him it's basically, it looked a lot like The Last of Us it's, it's your typical Playstation adventure game you know, your kind of third person walk down a linear path, get a cutscene involved where you get loads of kind of violent scraps, then do a wee stealthy bit where you set a trap somewhere and make a noise as someone goes and follows it. The, the sort of thing you've seen uh, numerous times before, but no bad thing. I mean, it's it'll be fun, it'll be an entertaining game, I'm definitely going to get it. Um, but, I mean, you've seen it before in The Last of Us, you've seen it before in Uncharted, you've seen it before in stuff like Tomb Raider as well. Um, it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot there that's innovative, uh, but that it doesn't have to be. To be honest, it can be perfectly entertaining without uh, rewriting the rules or anything like that. So I'm up for that. Uh, Days Gone looks good. Um, doesn't look revolutionary by any means, but um, definitely the sort of thing I'd, I'd like to play. So that's uh, promising. Um, they had people dressed up as zombies, like kind of hanging from the stage, which is a bit weird. It's a bit um, of an elaborate um, setup, which I don't really get, but whatever it was where it was we then got our first kind of big third party announcement which was they, they didn't kind of say much about it the impression was given that it was an exclusive I say the impression was given they didn't explicitly say it was an exclusive but um, your man from Sony his name escapes when the woman came out at the start and was talking a lot about how there'll be plenty of exclusives announced today and all this kind of stuff so after him saying that the implication was that maybe this was one of them uh, Monster Hunter World but um, Capcom then tweeted uh, after it was shown to announce that it was coming to Xbox One and PC as well, so it's not exclusive, but still it's good. The trailer was a wee bit underwhelming. Um, it was just footage of a guy, like a Monster Hunter type chap, just wandering about and stalking some dinosaurs and then fighting with them. Um, it was mostly just gameplay, but Monster Hunter um, has a kind of unique look, and it, 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 it's Monster Hunter is all about the feel. Um, rather than how it looks so when your trailer is just raw gameplay essentially um, it can be a bit underwhelming because it's, it's it's a nice enough looking game the environments are nice enough but the animations and stuff are quite janky um, and yeah it, it, it again it's, it's similar to Days Gone it doesn't have to um, reinvent the wheel it's going to be a fun game uh, anyone who buys Monster Hunter World, it would appear, is going to love it. Especially because it's coming to... Um, there'll, be, there'll be some PlayStation owners and some Xbox owners who have never played a Monster Hunter game before because uh, traditionally it's been kind of a PSP um, or Nintendo game. Um, so players who are like PlayStation console owners, um, and in particular Xbox owners, will never have played it before, never have played a Monster Hunter game, and this is their first chance. Um... So that's good. It looks... I don't know what the world element will be. Presumably that's just uh, referring either to the size of the map, which could be massive, or to the multiplayer elements, which it'll inevitably have, even though they weren't shown in the trailer. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a Monster Hunter game, so obviously there's going to be co-op and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so Monster Hunter, good news. Everyone was happy with that. Um, then came the big announcement, and... I'll mention it now, but I'll come back to it at the end because it's kind of, it's, it's telling as well. Um, but basically they announced a remake of Shadow of the Colossus. 
uh, coming in 2018 and being developed by Bluepoint. Now, Bluepoint are kind of famous for doing remasters for Sony. Uh, this generation they've done, they did the Uncharted Nathan Drake collection, they did Gravity Rush HD, um, and back in the PS3 days, they were the ones who did uh, Metal Gear Solid HD collection and the God of War collection. And they also they already did an HD remaster of Shadow of the Colossus along with Ico slash Eco, whatever you want to call it. So... Um, they're basically the remaster experts, so this is this was their big announcement this time is that the remaster and Shadow of the Colossus. It looks excellent. It's going to be like sixty frames a second by the looks of it. It looks like it's going to be really pretty to look at. Um, I kind of wonder. I was joking about this on Twitter, but it's it's also kind of true. I wonder what Sony's going to do once they run out of classic games to remake, um, because it's, it's a kind of well they keep going back to on a annual basis. Um, to the point where they're now doing it twice. So um, Shadow of the Colossus was already remade on the PS3, and now it's been remade again on the PS4. Um, you got to wonder how many times this is going to keep happening. I mean, it's fine, and, and they're great games, and people will happily play them again. But you also kind of wonder if they'd maybe bother to put backwards compatibility in, like Microsoft did. Um, there'd be no need to make these games. People would be happy enough to just play the originals. Uh, but that's a, that's for another day. That's an, another argument. Uh, the fact remains it's coming. It looks really nice by the trailer. People seemed happy with it in the crowd. Um, although they were doing a big Sony, Sony, Sony chant at the end. And I think that might be a bit over the top. Uh, but yeah, it, it looks nice. It's, it's a nice kind of... And it was the... As we'll see by the time we get to the end, it was really the only big first party announcement that we didn't already know about. Um, but I'll sum that up at the end. Um, they went from that to Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite and in the kind of cool uh, story trailer, which showed all the kind of Marvel and Capcom characters interacting with each other. You had uh, Mega Man X uh, talking to uh, Zero and, and Chun Li giving a bit of mouth to one of the Marvel baddies. I don't know my super villains too well. Apologies. Uh, but yeah, it was cool just to see everyone and Strider kind of standing in the background looking a bit mean and moody. Um, Arthur from Girls and Ghosts running about. It was cool. Um, it's was, it was interesting that uh, Capcom's given it a proper story this time. Um, and in, indeed, it said at the end, uh, there's a story demo out today, so you can get downloading that um, and see a bit of the Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite story. Uh, didn't show any of the actual game, uh, just the, this kind of CGI trailer, but... Um, not to worry, it's Marvel vs. Capcom, it's going to be good. I, I've always liked the Marvel vs. Capcom game, so I'm, I'm definitely up for it. I'll be downloading the story demo to see if there's any actual gameplay in it or if it's just a bit just a bit of story. Uh, but we'll see, so that'll be good. Um, then from that to Call of Duty, World War II, another kind of cracking looking trailer. Um, for now, it seems to be being fairly respectful. Um, this is always something I'm concerned about now when they go back to... Um, historic battles when millions of people died. Um, I said during the um, EA podcast that I wasn't really happy with the way they were they were dealing with Battlefield One. So far, touch wood. That's me touching wood. Um, so far, it looks like Activision's being okay with this one. Um, I mean, obviously, you'll get you'll get to the point eventually where they show the zombie mode and then all uh, kind of. Uh, all respect goes out the window, but for now, it's it looks like a fairly respectful um, 
telling of the war of World War Two. Um, just kind of get your rock music and stuff like that, like to make it look mean and moody, but certainly no more disrespectful than a, like a World War Two movie would be, um, like an action movie set in that era. So, um, so far so good. It looks looks the part. Um, I'm always a solo gamer, like I've said before. I don't play much online multiplayer, so as long as the solo campaign's good, I'm sold on it. I'm, I'm in. Um, so then they went through like a kind of series of VR games, and I wasn't sure whether they were going to push VR or whether they were going to slowly um, phase it out when they kind of realised they, they, they aren't making... Um, like the, the possibilities are quite limited in terms of VR games that don't make people physically ill um, and I can't really decide whether they did or didn't properly support it uh, what we basically got was six short trailers um, and that was it now, now bear in mind we're talking 16-17 games in total for the whole conference you could look at it in terms of that's a good chunk of of um, the conference was dedicated to VR, or you could look at it in, in terms of well, only six or seven games. Is that it? Is that all they've got coming up? So I mean, there, there will be other stuff. There was other stuff shown during the pre-show, um, and I've got no doubt if you go on the PlayStation YouTube channel, um, as is the case every year, they'll probably have put up fuck tons of trailers for games that just weren't shown for for the interest of time. Uh, in the interest of time during the, the conference, so there may be more VR games on there for all I know. But certainly the ones they showed were Skyrim VR, uh, which would make me immediately ill. <laughs> so like it, it, it's cool, it's a good idea, fair enough, to put in Skyrim and VR. Uh, but first-person movement kind of makes a lot of people ill in virtual reality, so they're, I'm curious to see how they're going to handle that. Or indeed, if they're even going to bother. Oh, I'm quite tired. Oh, well, they're going to bother and just go fuck it. Uh, we'll just make it. And if people feel sick, they feel sick. And the ones who won't feel sick will will love it. Um, so we'll see. It certainly by the trailer, it looked like it's going to be. Uh, you're going to need a bit of a kind of an iron stomach for it. Um, so we'll see. Uh, then showed Star Child, which is a kind of two D platformer. It looks pretty cool. Um. um I'm curious to see how that'll look in VR. Um, I no longer have my PlayStation VR, but um, this is one of the few games that makes me go, oh, that's a shame. I mean, nice to play that. It's a 2D platformer. It's like in a space-themed one. Uh, nice kind of purple colours and stuff all the way through it. Um, I'm, I'm imagining it will probably look like... Um, if you've got PlayStation VR, there's a free game called Playroom VR. And then that ha- there's a kind of 3D platformer uh, where you're just basically from virtual, from your VR viewpoint, you're just looking down at the stage basically, um, and it looks lovely. It's it's, it's it's a cracking idea. So I'm assuming it'll be like that, where you're just kind of overseeing the stage, um, and can because it's side on, so it might just be that where you're just um, it gives the impression that you're looking down on on the stage and uh, playing the game normally. So uh, it'll look good. Yeah, that looks really nice. Uh, and also interesting was the the Inpatient, which is a VR game coming out by Supermassive Games, where it looks like you're in a kind of an asylum or a psychiatric hospital, and you're seeing things like the things that are appearing. And, and there's a doctor saying, "Oh, don't worry, you're you're fucked, basically, <laughs> or worse to that effect." Um, 
again, just it was just a kind of CG trailer, so you didn't really get to get a good grip of what the actual gameplay will be like. But it looked quite interesting. It looked like it'll be quite scary. It, it appears to be a horror game. Um, but yeah, it's it's very interesting. I would say um, it looks like it could be quite good. Um, I can't really say the same for Monster of the Deep Final Fantasy Fifteen, but uh, judging by Twitter, it seems to already be getting a cult following, probably because Final Fantasy Fifteen is basically meme central as it is. Uh, so the idea of Square Enix bringing out a fucking virtual reality fishing game using the same characters is just berserk. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would imagine a virtual reality fishing game would actually be quite cool because there's not a lot of movement involved in it. Um, it would actually probably be quite good fun. It's just really weird that they'd make it a Final Fantasy branded one. Uh, that's really strange, but um, we'll see. It might actually turn out to be a cool wee um, and nifty wee surprise. Uh, certainly VR. Uh, certainly fishing sounds like it would lend itself quite well to VR, so that might be a, a kind of pleasant surprise in the VR world. Um, unlike Bravo Team, which is another game by Supermassive, uh, another VR game, that looks a bit shit, to be fair. Uh, the the graphics looked uh, very weak. It's, one, it's, it's like a shooting, shooting gallery game, basically, where you're behind cover and you've got a gun and you kind of lean out and shoot people. Um, it looks pretty weak. To be fair, the... PlayStation VR games, most of them do look weak, so it was actually probably the most accurate of the trailers on offer um, in terms of showing how it, w- it would actually look through the headset, but it didn't do itself any favours by showing that, so it looked a bit pish. Um, and I don't think... I mean, for all I know, it could be quite accurate and it could be entertaining, but certainly based on the trailer, it looked quite um, generic and maybe not really ideal. Uh the, the interesting one followed that is a game called Moss. It's a wee mouse with a sword, um, kind of running about. Uh, similar to, I was going to say similar to Dog Tanyan, but Dog Tanyan was clearly a dog. But he still had a sword, so I'm sticking to it. Um, yeah, a wee mouse running about. It's just kind of a platform adventure type thingy. Um, and there's a bit of a big massive snake. Looks like it's going to try and eat him, but he's got his wee sword, so what's going to happen next? All that kind of thing. It looked quite cute. Um, yeah, it looked nice. Again, I would imagine it'll play like that Playroom VR uh, 3D platformer in which you're looking down on the mouse and looking around about him. It's not gonna, it doesn't look like it's going to have any kind of first-person viewpoint from the mouse's eyes or anything like that. Uh, but it looks like it's going to be quite nice. So, um, yeah, I'm curious to see of those six games um, how many of them will have non-VR modes. Um, I would imagine Star Child, the, the 2D platformer, and hopefully Moss... Uh, and maybe Monster of the Deep would maybe lend themselves to not having uh, to having non-VR modes as well so that anyone without PlayStation VR can play them because it's still a limited user base uh, and you would hope the developers, or you would imagine the developers would put in a mode so that um, people who don't have VR can still buy the game and, and enjoy it to an extent. Uh, but that remains to be seen, so we shall... Time will tell, as I say. Um, from that, they went on to God of War. Uh, which looks fantastic visually. It looks stunning. He's, he's still accompanied. Kratos is still accompanied by his son, who I have decided is called Todd of War. Um, and yeah, it looks like the same kind of God of War style gameplay. Lots of kind of combat, 
uh, lots of the over-the-top fighting scenes. Uh, although it's from a lower perspective, so the camera's a bit lower than God of War was. It's, it's almost kind of... Um, again, <laughs> again, like The Last of Us and uh, Days Gone and Uncharted and stuff like that. The camera's lower down and behind them, third-person style, instead of a bit higher up like and further away like it was in previous uh, God of War games. Um, so yeah, it looks great. It's going to be brilliant. It's out early 2018. Um, yeah, it seems like it's going to be a, a no-brainer uh, for PlayStation owners or that kind of thing. Um, then they showed a longer trailer for Detroit Become Human, which I think was great. It's typical David Cage shite um, with really kind of limited-looking gameplay. It looks like a kind of one, another one of these choose-your-own-adventure type situations where like something happens and you go, oh, well, you do this, this, or this, fucking choose now, and that's it. Uh, but I like that, <laughs> to be honest. I, I did like um, Heavy Rain, and so I'm I'm up for it. F- uh, fuck the haters, as they say in the trade. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's like androids turning against humans, but you probably already know that, because if, if you've been following Sony, because this is like the second or third time we've seen this game, so... Um, but yeah, that, that's what it is. It looks like it's coming relatively soon. Um, but yeah, I'm up for that one. It looks like it's going to be quite exciting. So yeah, can't really complain there. Uh, what else? After that was Destiny 2. Uh, just a wee, another wee kind of CG trailer for that. Most of these trailers were, weren't actual gameplay footage. It was just um, cutscenes or CG renders. Uh, which is one thing... Um, I mean, the Microsoft one was similar, but it had slightly more uh, games that showed actual gameplay. Uh, so you got to kind of credit them for that. Not a lot more, but a couple more. Um, but anyway, yeah, Destiny 2 uh, is what it is. It's out on the 6th of September. I never played the first Destiny yet again because of my uh, non-multiplayer um, interests. But um, by all accounts, this one looks like it's going to be better than the first It'll be out on the 6th of September. It's going to have PlayStation exclusive stuff. It'll have an exclusive strike, exclusive gear, an exclusive ship, an exclusive exotic weapon, and an exclusive PvP map. So, yeah, there's all the exclusives. Um, this Activision deal with Sony is um, continuing to do the rounds. So, uh, that's Destiny 2. So, no doubt that'll sell a fuck ton. So, um, yeah, as it is. And then it ended with one more game, and, and I was expecting it. I mean, traditionally, Sony conferences have run pretty long. I can remember back when I was at Future Publishing, um, staying up for some of the Sony conferences, and they'd run, they can threaten to run to two hours, some of them. Uh, but this one finished after, like, 54 minutes, and you're like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, it ended with Spider-Man, uh, some kind of solid gameplay of it, I presume, and presuming it was gameplay, it looked like gameplay, it's hard to tell whether it was real or, or kind of a mock-up, but it looked uh, pretty real. Um, it looks fantastic, uh, but a lot of uh, quick-time events, the like QTEs, um, kind of God of War style, but to kind of almost an overkill level at times where you're uh, having to press buttons and then move the analog stick and hit a trigger button and all this kind of stuff. Um, a lot of quick time events, but I don't know if that's just because it's the um, it was almost a kind of boss type battle, and maybe ninety nine percent of the game doesn't have that, and it's just these special kind of cutscenes where it triggers. Um, in which case, fair enough. So it's too early to tell, but it looks incredible. Um, the swinging gameplay looks fantastic, and it definitely is going to be the sort of thing that um, gamers are going to love. I'm definitely going to buy that one. 
uh, get the most out of my PS4 Pro, so that'll be fun. Um, and then that was it. It just it kind of ended, and I was just left going, oh, oh, okay, um, fine. And I think that kind of sums it up. It was fine. It was a fine conference. It wasn't... They've had significantly, significantly better ones in the past. Um, you even need to look back. Even even the ones where they were sneaky with their announcements, when you look back at uh, when they, that double whammy when they did the Final Fantasy uh, VII Remake and Shenmue HD in the one uh, thing, even though there were games that aren't going to be out for fucking years, uh, it was still memorable enough for people to go, What? But there was nothing other than Shadow of the Colossus. Um, nothing else they showed tonight, apart from maybe Monster Hunter, had people on Twitter going, what? Oh, fucking what? I can't believe it. Oh. Um, and that's primarily because almost every single game, um, other than the kind of VR ones, which are pretty niche, every single game we already knew about, the, the, almost every single game, uh, we knew about... The Uncharted spin-off, uh, The Lost Legacy. We knew about Days Gone. Uh, we knew about Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. We knew about Call of Duty. We knew about um, God of War. We knew about Detroit. We knew about Destiny 2. And we knew about Spider-Man. So it, it, Sony had, like last year, kind of blew their load far too early by showing really, really early teasers and stuff to, to just to try and get a one-over on on Xbox, um, and now this year it's kind of bit them in the arse because those games are still in development because they, they, they announced these games two or three years before they're actually meant to come out. These games are still in development. Some of them are still not coming out till 2018. Um, like God of War's not out till early 2018, so when, it, when E3 comes around this year, Sony are going, oh, all our studios are still working on those games we announced last year, so we're going to have to just show those again and hope that's okay. So as a result, it was it was... It, it, there, there are there are games coming, but no new games that we don't already know about. So, um, it, it's it's hard to kind of tell so far who. I hate the phrase one e three, but but so far Ubisoft has had the best conference by far, in my opinion. But in terms of the big two, Sony and Microsoft, it's hard to tell. I mean, both were kind of just decent, but not jaw dropping uh, conferences. I would say Microsoft edged it. Uh, purely in the f- by the fact that they had new hardware to show off, um, and that they had kind of double the games Sony showed. Again, not all these games were mind blowing, but um, at least they showed a bit of game, pl- more gameplay for most of them, uh, for some of them at least. Um, and at least you had um, the, the odd kind of nice wee surprise, like Anthem at the end uh, was a genuine kind of new. It, it, fair enough, it had been revealed the day before as a teaser, but but it was gameplay that genuinely blew people's minds and that had people's jaw dropping because it looked fantastic. So ending on Anthem kind of saved Microsoft's conference a bit. Not saved it, but certainly ended it on a high note. Whereas Spider-Man looked great, but it, even then you look on Twitter, I saw some people saying there's a lot of quick time events there, and a lot of people were saying it. So Spider-Man looks stunning, but it's, it's, I don't know, people were looking at it going, oh, yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, I'd say neither of them have had like neither of them had fantastic conferences. If I was to give them like ratings out of ten, I'd say Sony six, Microsoft seven. Um, 
so not bad not disasters by any stretch of the imagination but uh, next year or the year after no one's going to look back at E3 2017 and say fuck do you remember that Sony conference when uh, when they showed uh, fucking Monster Hunter World that, that's not going to that's not going to happen do you mm-hmm. mean? and similarly they're not going to say oh do you remember that Microsoft conference in 2017 where they showed another Forza game um, so yeah, it, it was fine. It was decent. Um, it feels like a gap year where the, the message was just basically, yep, the, these games we showed you last year, they're still coming. Hold your fire. Um, and that's uh, and they're going to have to pull something special out next year. Um, otherwise, the momentum is going to fall. Um, when when you no longer have the the selling point of having the most powerful console you need you really need to be strong with the games and to be fair the games they showed oh, most of the first party games looked brilliant um, but the question now is what comes after that uh, what comes after those games is there going to be a gap um, and that's long term is going to be interesting to see what comes next um, so yeah there we go um, well, let's have a look at the questions Again, I've asked people, I, I don't expect to have as many because it's half three in the morning now, uh, but again, I asked Twitter followers for questions and comments on it. Um, James says, there's quite a lot for next year. They're possibly thin on the ground for exclusives. Did you play the PS3 Nino Kuni? I did. I thought it was fantastic. The kind of RPG uh, looked pretty much like an anime. Um, yeah, there was a pre-show uh, before this which showed a bit of Nino Kuni too. Um, and also... Um, yeah, a few other kind of kind of games that they didn't show during the conference, which I thought was a bit weird. Um, but yeah, the, the, there you go. Uh, the, the Nino Kuni is was a fantastic game, and and the uh, the second one is going to be just as good. I'm I'm very confident of it. But they showed. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Hold on, let me scroll through uh, my notes because before it started. Yeah, they, they, in the kind of pre-show thing, they announced that Undertale's coming to the PS4 and Vita, and Undertale's got a great cult following. Um, it blows my mind that they didn't show Undertale during uh, the conference, because before the conference started, I tweeted, uh, the fact they're showing Undertale and Nino Kuni 2 during the pre-show suggests that either Sony has an amazing, mind-blowing conference coming up, or they fucked up in terms of decision-making. I think it's a lot um, you... They should be putting Nino Kuni 2 in that conference to pad it out a bit. And they definitely should have put Undertale um in in the in the main conference. Um because it, it's a cult favourite. You you saw the reaction that uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds got um during the Microsoft conference because it was a cult PC game uh, coming to consoles for the first time and everyone was going, um so that's an easy win, like telling people, oh, Undertale, that game that everyone's talking about on Twitter uh, and is sharing memes about and drawings and stuff, it's coming to PS4. But a lot of people missed that because a lot of people come on just for the start of the main conference and would never have known that. Crazy they didn't mention that, but yeah. Um, Ash Harrison asks, where was the big wow moment? I don't know. Um, the big wow moment seemed to be Shadow of the Colossus HD purely because no one knew it was coming uh, but even then as a, a, a second remaster of a game um, 
see so, yeah, I mean it, there were a couple of wow moments for, like, I think Monster Hunter was one um, there was a big cheer for Horizon uh, Horizon Zero Dawn's expansion uh, Days Gone got a nice wee cheer but there was no like there was nothing oddly the biggest cheer we've had so far um, from what I can tell was the announcement that fucking original Xbox games are coming to Xbox One um, and I don't know if that was because a combination of people being genuinely excited and also the fact that Microsoft are even bothering to do that. Like, like Sony had no announcements about um, about any backwards compatibility. They're still stubbornly refusing to do that. So um, even something like that could have been a nice wee uh, bonus uh, for folks, but nothing. So it was, it was odd. Connor Bennett asks, with another bare winter for Sony, do you think it plays up the chances for the Xbox One X and Switch, um, especially with the new Mario? Listen, um, Nintendo's conference is tomorrow. This E3 is Nintendo's to lose. Um, if Nintendo, although it looks like it's going to be a short, like half hour um, digital event, if they just go game, 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 uh, like the last Nintendo Direct did, um, they've got a chance to, to snatch it. If they say, here's Smash Brothers and here's something like Animal Crossing, fucking job done. Uh, they've won it. Uh Especially if you've got Mario Odyssey out at the end of this year, and it looks like certainly on in PlayStation, I'm going to have to look back at the release dates because I might be totally wrong. Um, I can't think off the top of my head. Someone will correct me at some point of anything big that's coming to Sony uh, or really Microsoft, other than the, the new hardware um, by round about Christmas time. I mean, Microsoft's going to have um, Forza Seven. Um, and something else which slips my mind at the moment but even then it's like mm, um, I don't know so um, yeah Christmas is going to be very interesting I think Switch is going to do fucking phenomenally this Christmas with Mario Odyssey um, but we'll see um, what else have we got sorry if I'm rambling but I'm extremely tired now it's like 24 Um Alex Newman, between Sony and Microsoft, who do you reckon are the stronger conference? Like I say, Microsoft, but only by a nose. Um, and based on that, he asks, what would you like to see from good old Ninty? Um, yeah, I'd like an Animal Crossing, please, Nintendo. Um, I'd like a Smash Brothers, just like the same deal as Mario Kart. All the DLC, um, all the stages from both the 3DS and the Wii U one, um, and maybe one or two extra characters, job done. Um, other than that, wouldn't mind a 2D Metroid. That's a rumour that's been doing the rounds from what I've heard. Um, might be legit, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, just, just more games, it'll be fine. Like It, it looks like, it, hopefully they don't dwell too much on the Rabbids one, because it's been done now uh, at the Ubisoft conference, so hopefully they can just kind of briefly mention it and move on. So that's good, that's out of the way. That box is ticked. Uh, they'll obviously show some more gameplay of Odyssey. Um, other than that, though, it looks like... I mean, hopefully they won't dwell too much on ARMS because ARMS is out in, like, a week or so. Uh, so they might even just say, it. don't forget, ARMS is out and move on. I, hopefully they won't show too much of Splatoon 2 because you know they'll do a Splatoon Direct near the time and it's nearly coming. Um, so when you put those aside, it leaves all the space open for games that haven't been announced yet. So... Um, I think it's going to be a pretty exciting time. Like I said earlier, it's Nintendo's to lose. Only Nintendo can fuck this now. Um, it really depends on how they do it. They need to do this 
they need to play it very carefully um, this digital presentation and, and basically give people games and, and they could do it Robin Diamond says, or sorry, Robin Dimond, maybe Dimond Diamond, uh, says, what do you think is the right balance between showing surprise new games and new gameplay for known games at E3 and who does it best? Um, the right balance is kind of, I'd say 50 50. I mean, it, it depends on on that particular year. I mean, there, it, you go through different cycles. Obviously, Sony's at the point now where um, they're going to have a lot of big games out next year. Uh, all those games they announced last year at E3 are now coming out next year so this year they just have to say yep still working on them so next year's E3 you'd imagine will be almost entirely new games because all the ones they were announced um, today are coming out in 2018 at some point Uh, so the vast majority will already be out by the time the next E3 rolls along and then we'll be starting again Um, so it's just it's just there's no way of kind of balancing it because it really depends on what your uh, what your upcoming release schedule looks like and and what's ready and what's ready to be shown ideally you obviously want as many new games as possible um because gameplay is fine during a conference in small doses but most people are happy to just watch the gameplay after the conference ends um and watch the kind of you know you get the supplementary stuff on youtube and the the streams that continue throughout the week and more people are happy to take extra time out and watch the gameplay on those uh, because it's, um, they can see it in depth but yeah uh, that's that's what it is it's, every every conference is totally new and you can't really uh, predict uh, what what how it's going to go because it's, you have to kind of take each one as it comes um, Scott Mitchell says Spider-Man was impressive my favourite bit was press R2 and L2 to Spider-Man <laughs> uh, thoughts yeah you two there's a bit as like a I didn't exactly see what it was, but it looked like you had to press the two shoulder buttons to kind of do something, uh, like swinging or something like that. Spider-Man looks great, like I was saying earlier. I think it looks really impressive. Um, it looks like it's going to be a bit QTE heavy, but again, um, that was a very small, specific part of gameplay that was shown, uh, a bit specifically chosen because it probably looks more visually dramatic than the rest of the game normally. Uh, so you've got to imagine the normal bits when you're just roaming the city and swinging about won't have those QTEs. It's only when there's like a, a cutscene or a boss battle that, that those then come into play. So don't worry too much about that um, at this point. I think it looks cool. Um, I'll definitely be getting that. Um, but yeah, there we go. That is That was Sony's conference. Um, an interesting one. Uh, slightly underwhelming I'd say uh, by no means a disaster but also certainly by no means a, a massive success I, mean, I just it was what it was it felt just more like an update and, and the kind of here's how we're ticking along with the stuff you already know about situation um, so there you go uh, but if you've watched it and you're a PlayStation owner and you're feeling a bit underwhelmed go on PlayStation's YouTube channel because invariably every year they put a fuck ton of trailers on there that weren't shown at the conference so you'll maybe get another 20 or 30 games they didn't show there that, like kind of third party stuff and indie stuff uh, that should kind of make you a bit happier because there's a lot more games obviously coming to PS4 than the ones they showed there so go on the Playstation YouTube channel and with any luck by the time you hear this they'll all uh, there'll be loads of new games on there as well so it's all good in the hood don't worry Um, so yeah there we go I need to go to bed because it's now quarter to four and I'm fucking zonked um, but I'll be back tomorrow after Nintendo's conference and we shall see.
um, if Nintendo can win it, can win E3, or whether they too will drop the ball uh, slightly, and we'll see what happens. Uh, but until and then at the end of the week, I'll have a kind of final uh, podcast summarizing all the kind of stuff I missed. Uh, so hopefully you've been enjoying these. I've been enjoying doing them. Uh, if you if you've been liking them, please do share them with your friends and stuff. Uh, like and subscribe and whatever the fuck it is you do with podcasts um, and do write a review on iTunes basically saying this guy knows the score um, even when he's tired um, his voice is soothing um, but yeah that's all good uh, thanks guys hopefully you enjoyed this I'll be back tomorrow or by the time you hear this probably today later today for Nintendo's conference um, until then I will catch you on the flip flop enjoy the rest of your day cheers guys thanks thanks